ECW Livecast. And this week, we are doing a Supercard Special. It's our ECW Supercard Special number 10. And it's Hostile City Showdown from 1995. It's April 15th, 1995. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV, as always. And we are back with the Extreme ECW Livecast. JV, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Good to be back at it here. We are back at it. We are back with the Supercard Special. It's been a while since we've done one. The last one we've done was the Return of the Funker, which was a hell of a show. I think that was one of our best Supercards that we've done. So now we got Hostile City Showdown 95. We're going to see how it compares. Yeah, oh, Beulah. Yeah, come on. Beulah. God damn. So, yeah, we got Beulah, and there's a lot more to talk about. But before we get to that, thank you, as always, BTT Army. For being subscribers to the BTT Patreon, being on the $5 tier, so you can get this extreme ECW live cast. And also, thank you, BTT JV Goon Squad members, who are the special niche group that are part of this ECW Extreme live cast, and also part of the WCCW live cast. Oh, not the live cast, but their fucking show, and then the NWA show. So, yeah, Goon Squad. Thanks for all your support. Checking us out here on the Extreme ECW Livecast. We've been at it for over two years here. It's 1995. We started all the way back in 93, JV. Back with the Super Destroyers. You know that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And here we are with fucking one of the good shows. One of the breakout shows for early ECW. Hostile City Showdown 95. All right. But before we get into all of, all of this great goodness we have for you. We gotta remind you, check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. At ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. But then also, you gotta give some love. And you gotta check out JV and I's show that we do week after week after week for over three years. It's called the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We are 132 episodes in, chronological, covering the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, starting in December of 95, all the way up to where we are now in August. We're heading into August of night of 2003, August 2003, and we've done many other episodes, watch-along, special countdown episodes covering his, his years. 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 
covered all that on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. So check us out over there. You can follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. All right, but before we, again, before we get to the show, we do have a couple shout outs. And these shout outs are for Rick Beebe. Rick Beebe did hit us up at Extreme Cast on Twitter. And on our last episode was the debut of Beulah McGillicuddy. And Rick Beebe gave us some great information, not only for me, not only for JV, but for everyone out there. And I figured we got to share it. If you love Beulah McGillicuddy, Rick Beebe let us know that there is an adult film, also known as a porno, (laughs) called Daydreaming with Amanda Day. I haven't seen it. I didn't check it out. When he posted it, I said, thank you, but I didn't look it up yet because I had to think, like, how am I going to look this up? I don't want to put this on a certain search engine. (laughs) So I hadn't done it yet. I believe him. It's out there. Daydreaming with Amanda Day. Definitely going to have to check it out. JV, do you know anything about this? Daydreaming with Amanda Day? No, I don't. All right. So, you know, I thought I was pretty good with porn, and I always looked at JV because he's pretty good with porn. Uh, this kind of predates <laughs> it, though. 95 yeah. is a little early. Yeah, 95 is early, so that would be some fucking old school. Oh, it wasn't as available. Like, I couldn't get into, like, a store and get a video. And, and I'm going to no, say. hard. Once no. the internet popped, though, that's that's when my, uh, you know, yeah, you when the... I really started to build an archive and a, a database full of useless porn knowledge. Yeah, and, and you were the first in the neighborhood to have internet, so oh, yeah. I always considered you to be the first to know porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even before that, I remember going to BCC with my aunt. Yeah, and printed out Pamela and Anderson. out black and white pictures of like Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. I yeah. printed, and I would just go, and I, I, will, I still feel the nervousness now that I think about it, that I would have waiting at run the to that printer print- yeah. for that thing, to for those to come out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! Good old days. Shit, and to think here in '95, Amanda Day, just barren tits all. Imagine having that printing out in PCC library, <laughs> <laughs> running to get those things. '95, '94 was probably around the time that I was going to BCC. <laughs> shit, that's pretty early. Yeah, '95, '94. I was what nine. 95, 94, I was... No, 95, 94 was 11, 10. Yeah. I was 12 and 95. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I was um, looking for porn yet. <laughs> I was almost there, though. Yeah, I don't. I, I was definitely looking for naked chicks. <laughs> like Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. And right, that. was porn. You know what I'm saying? That was the... That okay, so yeah, me at the age that was the equivalent of porn at the the age I was. Okay, so 1995 was WrestleMania 11. Yeah, WrestleMania 11 was when Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson were there with Shawn Michaels and Diesel, and I was definitely looking at those tatas. So I was oh, me totally, too. I was totally in tune to that. So I think maybe like right after that, I was like, I want to see what's behind that dress. <laughs> Like, that was the first time I was thinking, I want to see that. It was not like, you know, back in 1990 or in 89 when I saw Miss Elizabeth, I was like, I want to see behind that. 
was like, oh, she's a pretty woman. But I wasn't thinking, let me see those tits. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I wasn't either. When it was Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy, then I was like, I want to see those tits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it was like 93. That I was probably because it was right around the time that Jenny McCarthy was Playmate of the Year, and that was in '93. Yes. So yep. yeah, it does add up around that time. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we haven't seen Daydreaming with Amanda Day. We'll look for it. We'll find it. I'm just thinking though, at this time, Daydreaming with Amanda Day in '94 because she's not in until '95. So maybe it was early '95. 94. I'm thinking there's a bush there. And I wasn't into that. Probably. Yeah. And dreaming with Amanda Day. But, but, you know, if there was a bush there, that would probably have been a good time period because, you know, Gavin Rosdale <laughs> with, with Bush. <laughs> glycerine! Glycerine! <laughs> you know, Bush was a, Bush was a fucking cool thing at the time, so. I don't know if it was a real porn. No, you look it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting any hits. Oh, shit. Amanda Day, 90s porn. All right, Rick B, prove us wrong. Prove JV yeah. wrong. Find it. Find the <laughs> porn. <laughs> don't send us any viruses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, also, another thing, uh, Rick B did message, because I did put out a tweet like, hey, we're going we're gonna to record tonight. Hostile City Showdown, so uh, Rick did send a little tweet about Hostile City Showdown. He said, I believe this is where Dreamer Raven Buell's backstory is revealed, kicking off two straight years of an amazing storyline and a rivalry that defines ECW. And and that is true. What we're going to see a little bit later is really a great storyline and helped kick off this feud that's going to go on for a couple of years. So, good shit there. Real quick. Yep. So I googled Amanda Day 90s porn. The top hit was a Twitter. 90s lesbian seduction porn. At I mean, 90s lesbian dis- destruction. Seduction. Destruction? Or uh, sed- de- seduction. Okay. Internet's wild. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. One more thing before we get into the show proper, which is Hostile City Showdown from April 15, 1995. I do want to bring up a show that was the night before, on April 14th, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, with a crowd of only 350 people. This was the rundown of the card. So you had Taz defeating Stevie Richards. Dean Malenko defeated Mikey Whipwreck. He had a tag team title match. Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls, which is going to be a main show, the next, a main match on the next show. I don't know why they did it the night before. And then another match that's going to be on this show coming up on Hostile City Showdown is Ian Rotten defeats Axel Rotten in a strap match this time. And these motherfucking brothers just keep going at each other. Stipulation match after stipulation match. And that continues to go on. You also get Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. Another big match that we're going to see here on Hostile City Showdown. And here at Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, Tommy Dreamer defeats Raven. Now, I'm going to bring up right now that this whole storyline, Raven versus Tommy Dreamer, goes on for a long time 
And a main part of that story, the main part of the story, is that Tommy Dreamer never beats Raven. Raven always beats Tommy Dreamer. But here, on April 14th, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, Tommy Dreamer beats Raven. And then that never gets acknowledged ever again. So at first they were like, okay, yeah, on the house shows and all these shows, you know, Tommy Dreamer's going to beat Raven. But then Paulie probably thought, all right, that would be cool if Tommy Dreamer never beats Raven. Raven always just beats Sass. Always wins. Tommy Dream is always looking to beat Raven. So that's what they ended up doing. But here's one example of Tommy Dreamer actually beating Raven. Which would probably never happen again. Until the end of the feud. So I just wanted to point that out to you guys. Then in the main event you have Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack defeating Ron Simmons and Sandman. So that's what happened the night before Hostile City Showdown. And from there now, let's get to it. And I'll give you a little preview. We're going to break this down as we always do. We're going to watch one half of the show, take a break, and then watch the second half of the show. So what we have on the first half of the show, a Hostile City Showdown, is going to be Mikey Whiprack versus Stevie Richards. Subo Jinjin versus Tony Stetson. In the third match, we're going to have Axel Rotten versus Ian Rotten. Our fourth match will be Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. And then in our first half main event will be for the ECW TV Championship. JV, this is a good one. Eddie Guerrero versus oh. Dean Malenko. Oh, yeah. So that's what we have in the first half. And then we're going to have a good amount of matches in the second half. So let's get started with the first half of Hostile City Showdown. And again... If you're listening to us right now, you have access or you have potential for access to the ECW folder in the BTT Drive. And if you don't have access to it yet and you're listening to us now, then email bookintheterritory at gmail.com. Ask Mike Mills for access to the drive. Go to the ECW folder. And you can go to Hostile City Showdown. Watch along with us. You don't have to watch along with us. Because we provide the commentary. We got the audio in the background. So you get the full effect if you just listen to us. But if you want to watch it. It's available in the drive. Just ask for access. Territory at gmail.com Alright. So we're going to start off right at the start of the show. JV. You got your. Stuff ready to go. Yep. 158.38 right. Right, that's the length of the show, 158.38. We're going to start at 0, 0, 0. We're going to watch the first one hour and two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll give a countdown, as we usually do here. Three down to one. Then I'll say play, and when I say play, we all click play and get started here. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. All right, so we got the countdown going here. We're blank screen, and now we got something here. It says ECW Arena, April 15, 1995. Hostile City Showdown. JV, you have that on your screen? Yep. All right. What do you got for time? Might as well do that now while nothing's uh, going on. 25, 26. 26, 27. 27. Spot on. Here we go. Oh, we got some subliminal messages going on. Fuck. What was that? 
That was a bunch of words that just showed up on the screen. All right, got to fix my audio so I can hear shit. Hair. All right, so we got Mikey Whiprack versus Stevie Richards. And here, for ECW fans, this is the debut of Stevie Richards wearing his little short shorts and his... Cut off. His little uh, belly shirt, which will become a staple of his character from that point on. This is the debut of that. Right, here we go. Stevie versus Mikey. Hey, I'm rooting for Mikey here. Fuck Stevie. Yeah, I never really liked him, Stevie Richards. Mikey Whipwreck on the hands of the man. Mikey Whipwreck is the man. Mikey Whipwreck throwing punches right away. We'll get the crowd chant. Beat his ass, Mikey. Kick his ass. Boop, boop. Like, how much bigger is Daniel Bryan than him? Than Mikey? Probably yeah, probably not much. Probably like two inches. <laughs> oh. Mikey's not happy. He went to the back. He got tripped by Raven. Raven's out there. Mikey got tripped. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. This isn't fair. This is shenanigans. This is bullshit. 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 So he's coming back. He's got Hack Myers. Chaw. 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 And there's Yule from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Yule. Yule, yeah. Yule. <laughs> and the crowd is chanting Chaw. Hack Myers. Shaw, 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 Shaw. Dude's hell over. Every time he comes on. Right. Hack, hacked up haircut. Myers. Gets the pop. Oh! What was Stevie looking at? Yeah, like, what are you waiting for? Is he the only one that didn't know they were there? I guess he was just talking to Raven and turned around and got smacked the fuck up. Cover, weak cover. You gotta, Raven, never more. Come on, Mikey. You gotta wrap the leg there. Oh, nice drop kick. Beautiful drop kick. Really great. Nice arm drop takeover, and Mikey's in control. Stevie's down on the mat. I think John Finnegan is the referee here. This is yeah. This is John Finnegan. I know the difference now. <laughs> John Finnegan looks more bummy than Jim Molina. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more put together. Yeah. And, and I think that's because Jim Molino is a follower of at Extremecast on Twitter. Yeah, we're totally not biased people here. Yeah, Finnegan is not. <laughs> Finnegan probably doesn't even have Twitter. <laughs> All right, the, the crowd is just chanting Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. And, hey, we're getting a little wrestling match here. Is this collegiate? <laughs> That's not wrestling. This is wrestling. This Have you watched wrestling. the South Park episode yet? Dude, we haven't. We've been we're, building we're gonna, it up oh, we're for gonna a while. We're going to along for that, right? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. I've been waiting to do it. I haven't. Every time that I, like, scroll through the cable, you know, the guide... And I see South Park, I look, I see, oh, is the wrestling one on? 
And then if it is, I'm like, shit, I can't watch it. Like, I know I can't watch it. I gotta wait for JV and I to do it for the Extreme ECW Livecast as a little bonus. So what we'll have to do is we'll have to do, like, our regular episode. Then at the end, like, that'll be a bonus on, on at the end. Is that how we should do it? Um, no. Do it as it standalone? I think it needs to do its own thing, yeah. And just, like, put it out there? Yeah. <laughs> What's it, like, 45 minutes? Probably not even. It's not long. Probably only 20 minutes. Put the audio in the background. Yeah, and then oh, talk about so it. Good. And crying out in pain, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to get so stoned for that. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while either, so it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It's supposed to be a big special coming out on Thanksgiving for South, South Park, Park on uh, oh. on Paramount Plus. That's where they are now. Paramount yeah. Plus. Yep. All right, Mikey goes for a cover. Only a two count. They've been working in the middle of the ring. They're working. They were arm locks. Yeah, this is not what I expected. Yeah, this is not the st- monkey flips. And All right, shit. this is not the style we expect from Mikey Whipwreck. I guess it comes down to Stevie Richards not being that not experienced at this point. It is the opening match, so just trying to get the crowd going here. Yeah, the crowd chanting, Daisy Dukes, Daisy Dukes, Daisy Dukes. Because of Stevie Richards' little Daisy Dukes he's got going on. So Stevie Richards is a heat seeker right here, though. Back in 1995, a dude wearing Daisy Dukes and a little belly shirt. You know what happened if you wore that in 1995? You'd just be called gay, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's what they're alluding to here at this point. Yeah, yo gay, yo gay. But in like the late 80s, early 90s, it didn't have that stigma. No, not with athletes. Well, I mean, he's a wrestler. No, I mean more like football. Like, oh, I got my football jersey on. Yeah, I'm yeah. practicing. Jerseys. Yeah, and I got my short shorts because that's... Oh, Wesley Snipes, I think, wore one and White Man Can't Jump. He's Wesley Snipes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's probably wondering, how come his cock's not hanging out on those shorts? (laughs) Did they have special underwear in the 80s for basketball players? Um... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not really asking you, JB. That's... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know why I felt like I needed to answer that. <laughs> like, it's the worst place I had, a, I had an opinion on it. I was, I was, I was going to come up with something. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice spot by Stevie Richards. Throwing Mikey up. Throws Mikey up. Mikey lands on his stomach, but then he's selling the crotch. Like, hey, good for Mikey. He's selling that he had a big dick. <laughs> oh, shit. My big dick hit the fucking mat. Hurts. Here we got Scott Levy outside of the ring. Raven there. Looking on with his little perm hair. And 
It's so cool to see Raven. You no, know, knowing what he went through in WCW and WWF, like yeah, being this like brilliant, great mind of a of a person who in WWF not only was he Johnny Polo, but he was an active writer and an important person backstage for a while because of how brilliant he is. They gave him he's that opportunity. Out of the industry now, right? Yeah, and he's out of the industry now. Oh, Mikey gets the win, but he pulls off the win like he usually does. But right away, Raven heads into the ring. But Hack Myers is there. Go right after Raven. And we got the Shaw. Got the Shaw chance. Oh, well, now we got the Pitbulls. It's a clusterfuck. Yeah, we get the clusterfuck going on. So the Pitbulls are here to help out Raven, apparently. Stevie goes after Hack. Pitbulls after. Um, I'm only gonna. I'm gonna guess we're gonna get the public enemy coming, right? There they go. There yep. they are. Yep. In the Knicks gear. Yeah, they got their Knicks gear going. Public enemy is there to battle with the Pitbulls, who they have a match with later in the show. Which I don't like. If they have a match later in the show, let's fucking wait till later in the show to see them face off. Couldn't this match just be between Mikey and Stevie? Yeah, have Raven involved because Raven is connected with Stevie. But why the fuck are the Pitbulls involved in this? That's how we start off Hostile City Showdown. Mikey gets a little win against Stevie. We get some build up to the tag team match. And Public Enemy is talking here. And yeah, we never know what they're saying. Now we say, Yeah, who knows what the fuck they're saying. Alright, so it looks like we're joining a match in progress. Tony Stetson, Hitman, against. Tsubo or Subo Jinjin? Jinjin. So it looks like a. This dude, I don't even think he's Japanese. His name's Tsubo Jinjin. He just looks like a stripper. Like a fucking white dude from New Jersey stripper. That's what he looks like with face paint on and like Jimmy Snooker tights. Does this guy look Japanese to you, JV? No, not at all. No. I thought it was Cody Rowe. I thought it was Stardust. <laughs> yeah, his face paint is Stardust. <laughs> it looks, it does look, his hair looks like Cody Rhodes. But he's tan. He's got a nice tan. This dude is not fucking Japanese. No. Maybe he is. But I've never seen a tan Japanese guy like this. Right, give me a close-up of this guy's face. Whatever he did, he, he fucking did a leg drop on Tony Stetson, got the win. Now he's pegging off the crowd. Oh, now Tony Stetson's got to get his heat back. Oh, yeah, I'm going to double axe handle you, beating you up outside the ring now. Like, anybody gives a fuck about Tony Stetson. What? They showed us two seconds of that, now they cut to the third match. All right, so what do we got here? We got Axel Rotten. All right, let's try to lay out and see what he has to say. It's like Fat Bobby Ian. 
<laughs> Fat Bobby. <laughs> look like the guy that ate Bobby Eaton. Like, I look like Bobby Eaton. No, Bobby Eaton's in shape. You're yeah. not. Bobby Eaton too much. <laughs> his name. <laughs> Actually Eaton. Yeah. Trinkets. Who says that? Nobody. Trinkets. What is this? Christmas time, motherfucker? What is this? Trinket. Alright, so in the front row, we get a sign that says, Viewer's Choice, Axel versus Ian. And what Axel's saying is, What do you want? An I quit match? You want to lose or leave town? Yeah, I want to lose or leave town. Both of you fucking losers leave town. Ian and Axel. How confidently do you think he bought that Skulls shirt he's wearing? <laughs> you think he was like, oh, I'm getting this. I'm wearing this. Hostage City showdown. Oh yeah, that's my shirt. I fucking eight fucking on it. Hot topic. <laughs> I'm wearing it. Looks Save like a, one like of those. Fucking Halloween tablecloth that he just cut into his shirt. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh. He's got some badass weapons though. Oh, he raises the bat. Bob wire. Hey, guess what? We already saw a Bob wire match back at Return of the Funker. And that's what they root for again. Oh, he's saying this is going to be a bad breed death match. Everything that's in that trash barrel is going to be used. So there's a shit ton of bullshit weapons in <laughs> that barrel. Oh, here comes Ian. Boom, double axe handle to the back. Fuck you, Axel. Ian fucking shaved his head. He looks better than his brother. Boom. Singapore Kane. He looks like Dax Hardwood. <laughs> Is that his name? Dax Harwin? Yeah, the dude from FDR. Yeah. yeah. That's the one with the mustache and the bald head, right? Yeah. He looks like a Dax. Fuck him up. There we go. That's what we want to see. Oh, hit him like a bitch. There you go. Yeah, so it looks like we're just going to get a fucking shitty bloodbath here. Well, let's see what kind of brutality we get. Is that Jersey in the crowd? Grimson? Who the fuck was Grimson? Grimson? Oh, take a look. What team was it? Couldn't tell. It looked like a Cleveland Browns jersey. Yeah, this would have been before Baltimore, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, close, actually. Baltimore was, what, 96? Yeah. Oh, man, just fucking... Axel with the... A bat swing and just bounced off his brother's belly. Now he's just grinding it on Ian's head outside the ring. Joey Styles. Hell, you're wondering why this is not on the Disney Channel, on the Family Channel. It has nothing to do with this being hardcore. <laughs> Disney Channel would never fucking blink an eye at you. ECW. And Disney Channel doesn't air wrestling. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck would they want ECW? 
<laughs> Not in their business model. <laughs> That's why, like, fucking Home Depot doesn't sell toys. Fucking Star Wars action figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go to the toy section at Home Depot? Home oh. Depot's next commercial. Yeah, yeah. You'll Christmas never toys. See, you'll never see nerdy-ass Star Wars toys like that. Like you see a Toys R Us. <laughs> What's he wrapping a cord? Yeah, he's got a chain in his hands now. So he's got chains. Now he's got the Bob Wire mat. The bat. Now he's wrapping the bat and the wire all around his brother, Axel. Just tossed him into the corner of the ring. So this has not just become a Bob Dwyer bat match. This has just become a Bob Dwyer match. <laughs> and oh my God, just pulling at him. Pulling that barbed wire through his shirt, ripping it. And we've said this before when we've covered these matches that this is really, you know, at the time in the magazines, you know, the PWI, Inside Wrestling, those types of magazines, they would spotlight Ian and Axel Rotten every once in a while. And that is what many people knew of ECW. Was oh these guys they're bloody, Bob wire bats and blah blah blah. So this is really was the early image for many people that were wrestling fans in around '95 into '96 of what ECW was. I see what you're saying. That's a good point because they weren't always highlighting Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Right. Like, this would be the cover stories. We're only emphasizing on those guys because we know what they've become. Right. Yeah, that's a good perspective I I wasn't thinking of. This is what was highlighted. Yep. As being, oh, shit, or Sabu going through a table, things like that. It wasn't all the good matches. It would take somebody to actually watch the show to say, oh, shit, there actually is good wrestling other than this crazy stuff. And that's when you really become a fan is you see this. You're, you're interested because, oh, let me check that crazy stuff out. But then you actually see good wrestling. And it's like, oh, shit, it's, it's really good. And people are like, nah, nah, that's just fucking Bob Wire and bullshit. No, there's good wrestling. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Who the fuck's that? Oh, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Boy, will you see. And it was true. But this right here, what we're seeing, this bullshit... This crap, and I, I, I believe it's crap, in my opinion. I don't like it. As an adult, I don't. Yeah, as an adult, I don't. But maybe... This does nothing. I when I was younger, it was cool. I think it was cool because I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Yeah. Like, I knew it wasn't for kids, so I was like, this is cool because I'm not supposed to be watching it. But as yeah. an adult, like, death matches and shit, some of them are good. Yeah. But, like, this is not one of them. <laughs> The earliest ECW that I did see, and when I did see tapes of 1995 ECW, this stuff wasn't included. And we've talked about that in the weeks prior, that Axel Rotten, Ian Rotten matches were never on ECW TV. They were always just on the tapes you had to buy. So when I watched ECW TV programming, you would never see Ian versus Axel Rotten. So... I didn't see this brutal shit. 
Most of the programming is not like this. So are you telling me this becomes a theme for these two guys? For them, it, it goes on for a little bit longer, yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> these guys have been going back and forth. The last, the last match that we watched, I believe Ian won. And then before that was Axel. I think they just take turns winning matches. <laughs> that in reality don't mean shit other than just to get the crowd hype. It's just because they're not building to anything. Just so, like amateur. No, I I agree. I totally agree with that. This is amateur. Because there is no psychology to this other than I'm going to beat your ass. There's no story. Where's the story? Where's the promos? Like, where's... Oh, Dad always favored you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> like, I... Well, I always protected you, and you... You never fucking appreciated anything. You took all the good candy out of my bag for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to watch Skinamax. Yeah. And you fucking ratted me out. Something. No, as much as brothers can get into arguments, I don't think you go on, like, a tour of bloodbath matches. <laughs> no, me and my brother have gotten into plenty of arguments. Still, We'll probably get into arguments the day we die. But we would never have a death match. <laughs> it... And consider my, my brother and I are arguing isn't like unhealthy argument. It's like, yeah. You guess you have to have a brother to understand. <laughs> yeah, I have a younger brother, but I don't have this. Yeah. Well, I'm just speaking time around to, to, to listeners. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh now, shit! Considering the time of this feud in 1995, you you know they're playing off of Brett versus Owen in '94. <laughs> You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. It has to be, because that was a huge feud on the biggest stage. Owen and Brett. And they were legit brothers. These guys, these guys are not legit brothers. No. They were just a fucking tag team, the bad breed, that kind of looked like fucking shitty nasty boys. Yeah. And they said, oh, let's have a feud, brother versus brother. Because we suck at wrestling, the only thing we can do is just be fucking brutal. And here we go, we got Ian Rotten gets the pinfall over Axel Rotten. But I think the reality of this feud is, is let's be the extreme Brett versus Owen feud and have no psychology to it at all other than let's just keep fighting back and forth. Different stipulation every week, every month, whatever the fuck. I'm buying that take. I think that's a good take. And... You know, my final word on it. Oh, Beulah. Whew. But my final word on that feud is I'm sick of it. Can it fucking end? I know there's supposed to be some great match coming up between them. And we'll see about that. But right now it sucks. All right, we got a little promo here. Stevie Richards back out there looking healthy. Even though he just got beat. And he's, he's with Joey, Raven, and Beulah. Let's listen to what they have going on here. 
You know who I'm talking about, right? Not exactly. Tommy Dreamer. Now, I don't think there's a person on this planet that is crazier than Tommy Dreamer. You want to know why? I'll tell you. Number one, in the Generation X Gauntlet match, yes, Tommy Dreamer did defeat Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson. Remember that. But then I softened him up and Raven DDT'd him on the floor and destroyed him. Then, number two, Dreamer comes out again and wants a match with my man Raven. Bang, smack, boom, DDT on the floor again. One, two, three. It wasn't next. Number three, <laughs> Dreamer is so crazy, he wants a third. Match against my man Raven. Damn right he does. Damn right he does. Only he is gonna get everything he deserved. Because way back when Tommy Dreamer, people in Philadelphia, Tommy Dreamer is not the nice guy that you all think he is. There was a certain young lady back in summer camp by the name of Beulah McGillicotty. This young lady here, believe it or not, used to be about, I guess, 320 pounds, and she used to be a dermatologist dream. Dermatologists used to, they used to get houseboats and everything just off of her because she had so many zits on her face and everything. However, Tommy Dreamer treated this girl like a piece of crap. The only man that ever treated her with respect was my man Raven. M U. <laughs> anyway, today, as you can see out there, <laughs> no zit face, no fat slob. <laughs> she is. She is pure penthouse centerfold. And tonight, Tommy Dreamer, once again, <laughs> with all this around you, the Raven will crucify. You. The That's pretty good. That was good. Good from Stevie yeah. Richards, man. Definitely. Definitely. It, I mean, that should have been a promo that was ra Raven cutting, but Stevie did it. Stevie put the story over. Beulah was a fat pig covered in zits. Tommy Dream was an asshole jock. Treated her like shit, and Raven was the guy that was nice to her. Which totally makes sense when you think like back to childhood. It's always like that girl, like somebody treats her nice, and an asshole doesn't treat her nice. The asshole ends up growing up, and everybody loves the asshole. Yeah. Hey, what's your timestamp? My shit froze real quick. Okay, I got a twenty-seven fifty-seven fifty-eight. Oh, yeah, I'm two seconds behind. Nine. All right, Let so me know when you get to, to 2830. 2830, okay. 20 seconds away from that. That's fine. I won't miss too much. All right, so right now what's going on is they're battling around the eagle's nest. They went into an area that said no admittance, which was pretty cool. So we didn't know what was going on there. They were probably just going over the match. Like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. <laughs> and now they're battling back over again. Right, right below Joey Styles in the Eagles Nest where the tables are usually set up. Raven's got Tommy Dreamer set up 
for a back. Oh, he's going for a back body drop. JV Matt, 28, 46, 47. Yeah, you're a little late, buddy. 50. I know, because I was calling the match. So you're going to get the 29.04. You want 29.04 now? All right. Yeah. All right, so right now Raven is laid out on the table, and we got 29.02, 03, 04. And Tommy Gamer right. just nails Raven in oh, the look head. Oh, that shot of his bloody face. Yeah, so we got a we got a shot from the Eagles Nest, right? Is that what you have? Yeah. Going yes, for a suplex. Yep. yep we're down. Right. Dream has got the suplex. Boom! Suplex on the stage. All right, Dream lifts his arm up. Yeah, he is busted open. He, he didn't look as busted open a second ago when you said that, but yeah, fuck. when he looked up. Yeah. It's like fucking Oof. Harvey Two Face. That guy's dressed like a candy cane in the crowd. Oh shit! Almost broke the wall throwing Raven the into that wall. All fucked up. Yeah, the sheetrock's fucked up. Dream is down on. I mean, uh, Raven's down on the ground, and <laughs> Tommy Dreamer has the fucking the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? They don't have a fucking kitchen in the back. Alright, so he nailed Raven with the sink, and now he's grabbing him, going down the aisle, tossed him right into the ring post. Tommy's saluting the crowd. He's got that sink still. Raven went over the railing, and boom, a shot. Kitchen sink to Raven's head. One time, two times. <laughs> that looked... Like there's no forgiveness on that fucking. Oh, it's gonna, yeah, there's no give on that shit. That's right out of the fucking like supply house. Take my chair. Yeah, this is my chair. I paid for this. You Ooh. take it. Oh, fucking Raven just dove into Tommy Dreamer's nutsack. Fifteen minutes later, you know, I wish I really didn't give my chair away. <laughs> yeah, I need that. Yeah. An hour and a half left in the show. <laughs> yeah, there's a long time to go in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Standing up sucks. Oh, fuck. Raven just nailed Tommy in the head with it. And they're just going from side to side. Oh, back into the ring. All right, so Raven throws Tommy in the ring, and the referee finally gets into the ring. It's funny how the ref's not in the ring. He's like, yeah, I'm not counting you guys out, so I don't need to be in the ring. Sign guy in the front row. ECW ain't summer camp. That guy's in tune with the storylines big time. Beulah was in summer camp. Tommy wanted to see that guy's chance is politically incorrect on something. Oh, look at this. All right. I was going to talk about summer camp, but fuck this. Tommy Dream has got a dinosaur. <laughs> it's Reptar. <laughs> Reptar. What's this fucking Rugrats? Reptar. He fucking just smashed Raven's balls with a dinosaur. And now birthday cake. What the fuck was that? No, that was eggs. That was a carton of eggs. He just slammed on the raven's head. Who the fuck brought in 12 eggs? A carton of eggs. Yeah. Now, he had to wait that long to give the eggs? <laughs> and he didn't break any of them? What okay. the fuck? That's a whole lot of responsibility. That's pretty good that they didn't break them. <laughs> Within that first, you know, 45 minutes of the show. All right, so we're in the ring. Raven is going for DDT. Boom! 
DDT, which will become known as the Even Flow. Tommy Dreamer is down in the center of the ring. Stevie Richards is talking to Beulah. Beulah doesn't know what the fuck's going on. She's acting like she knows what's going on. Raven's sticking his two arms out. Classic Raven pose, as it will come to be. And he's going to go for another DDT. Boom! Second DDT. That's it, man. Come on. Pin him. Pin him, Raven. I think we got a mistake here. Third. Ah, lazy pin, though. Yes. No. Very lazy pin. Yep. You trying to win the match, buddy? Or are you just trying to get a photo photo yeah. op? If Gorilla Monsoon was calling this match, he'd be flipping out. There's no way you can win a match like this without covering. And just a disgrace. <laughs> you gotta hook the leg. Oh, now Raven's going for a DDT outside. Nope. Tommy blocks it on the outside. Tommy hits a DDT on the concrete. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joey hasn't been saying that yet. The fuck? Come on, yeah, When Joey. does he start doing it? He did it already, but it's not part of his, his regular routine yet. Oh, Richards is in there. Did he? Joey Styles just said, "Where's the disqualification?" Because oh, oh, well, maybe where's the disqualification in that case? Tommy Dream had just fucking DDT the ref. Oh, now Beulah, Beulah's hitting fucking Tommy in the back. Tommy grabs Beulah by the head. Oh, he sent her up. He sent her up for a pile driver. He's got that box in his face. Man in the box. Boom! Pal driver. Classic ECW moment right here. Oh, Tommy's got the pose. He's doing the Raven pose. And this. Yep, trolling Raven. Took out Beulah. The crowd loves it. Right, and this is the spot where many say is when the ECW crowd accepted Tommy Dreamer. I think that happened a while ago. Me too. We talked about that. Well, I think that happened when he took the lashing from Sandman. That's the moment when the ECW crowd loved Sandman. But this also gets mentioned as being the time where the, the crowd really thought Tommy Dreamer became hardcore. I think that's more like revisionist history. Yeah, because what about all the shit with Sandman? Exactly. And I, I think that's a this Paul... This is a great pick. This is why. This within the crowd. I think that's a Paul Heyman thing because Paul Heyman was always trying to get Tommy Dreamer over... And I think this is the time where he realized that Tommy Dreamer finally did really get over. So they used this as the moment when it happened. But it was really taking the, the lashings from Sandman. That the crowd was like, okay, this guy's badass. Alright, but now here we go. The shooter. This is the big match. Shooter. You know, this show, Hostile City Showdown... Of all the matches on this show, this is the match that is most remembered and recognized as being a game-changing match in U.S. wrestling in 1995. Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko for the first time in the United States. And here we are in April of 95, and we will see this match, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, numerous times again in ECW. But we will see it again 
on WCW Nitro at the end of 1995. And this is basically what gets them on the radar to be in WCW. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and here we are. Matt Wrestling. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Look at his hammerlock reversals. Well, we just watched Guerrero and who, Benoit? We saw Guerrero and Tuco Scorpio. That's what, and that match was phenomenal. Which was fucking great. And this is better than that, huh? And this is supposed to be better than that. From what I've read, this is supposed to be the greatest match in ECW history to this point. So let's watch it. And I, how can you deny it? Malenko and Guerrero. We know yeah. what these guys can do. But what I'm interested in seeing is how this crowd's going to react to this. Yeah. Well, we're yep. going to see how they evolve because they're pretty dead right now. Right. Right, this crowd's dead right now. This crowd has been used to watching bullshit brawl matches all night. So let's see if they can settle down and watch some wrestling. So right now it's kind of slow in terms of this, this audience. Now keep in mind, this is Eddie Guerrero is new to the USA. So a lot of things he's going to do in the ring are going to be new to the audience. Things they have never seen. Wow. Oh, I love that. I love the standoffs. They both impress each other and it's like, hey man. They're just so crisp. Like, I love how methodical Demolenko always is. Yep. Like, so he'll hit you with a good move, and then he'll just, like, pace around you, right. stare at you. Right, he'll slow down. I'm going to set you yeah. up for this spot right now, like this powerbomb. But Eddie Guerrero turns a powerbomb into an arm drag. Holy shit. <laughs> Head scissors. Hurricane Rana. Eddie backs out of it, though. Eddie Guerrero hits the head scissors. But Malenko's back up. Double drop kick. Wow. And another standoff. Look at it. Look at the crowd sharing. Crowd fucking. Whoa. Holy shit. This is wrestling. This is wrestling. <laughs> that is appropriate at this point. This is wrestling. And now back down on the mat. Wait. I think someone in the crowd just said this is boring. <laughs> the crowd's chanting something. Is this an order of what we just watched? So what they just saw? Yeah. So this is this is the on the this is following up the Tommy Dreamer match, right? Yeah, the whole show's in order. Yep. All right. So somebody was saying. Oh, oh, this is boring, and now the crowd's telling that person, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So the crowd is fucking arguing with each other right now about this match. <laughs> Those fucking stomps are nice. Oh, yeah, but yeah, the action in the ring is still great, but the crowd is fucking fighting each other right now. <laughs> shut the fuck up. No, this is good. Watch it. Watch this fucking match. Wire. This ain't extreme. 
throw him out, Chance. That's a first. Yeah, they're telling. I've throw, never heard that. Throw out the fucking asshole. That's. And then just keep going here. Good mat wrestling going on in the ring. Eddie Guerrero with the scissors lock. Now with an armbar. We got a shooter, the Iceman Cometh sign in the front row for Dean Malenko. This is only Eddie Guerrero's second match, and Dean Malenko's been around a lot longer, so the crowd's more familiar with Dean. But yep. they're going to fucking fall in love with Eddie. Okay, so so far Eddie Guerrero has one win against Tuco Scorpio. Dean Malenko has a series of wins, but mostly tag team wrestling he's been doing with Chris Benoit. Oh, nice bridge by Dean Malenko. Well, the crowd is continuing to fuck with the shithead in the audience that's not happy with this match. <laughs> Crowd's kind of taken away from a good match right now. Oh, an Uragani. Or a Uragani. What the, what the fuck's it called? The Samoa Joe move? But that's what it was. I don't know. It's like a Uragani. I'm fucking pronouncing it wrong. I know that, but. I don't think I know that move. I don't think I know what you're talking about. It's, like a, it, it's like a side slam, uh, basically. A Samoan side slam. I don't think this is better than the Tuco Scorpio match so far, but we'll see. No, I don't think so yet either. And I think that has a lot to do with the crowd distracting me from paying attention to the match. But this is a slow style mat back and forth. I feel like once, I don't know, maybe they're still planning out the match. But it is kind of... At a stalemate right now. It is. And, and we got to see what kind of match this is going to be. Yep. Because it could be building up to something. Alright, so Malenko's going to break the holds. Smashing Eddie into the corner. Now throwing some elbows in. So he's starting to get a little frustrated. Getting a little rough with Eddie. Going for a double arm on the... On the suplex, goes for pinfall, only gets two. Nice underarm suplex. But we're still working on the mat here. Malenko has an arm lock. Eddie Guerrero's tights, man. Those are funny. <laughs> USA, I'm USA all the way. So what's his is is he trying to get over as being American? I wonder if he was worried about his heritage. Maybe. Maybe he's like, I I'm Texan. You know, I'm from Texas, El Paso. Mexican heritage, but I'm a USA. Oh. Look like he fucking legit hurt his knee there. Yeah. No? Oh, it did. It looked like it. 
Dimolenko drop kicked the knee, and now Eddie is, you know, either his knees hurt or this is part of the story, and Dimolenko is going to work the knee for the remainder of the match. Oh, yeah, this is going to hurt. All right, so yeah, this is probably part of the story because he's immediately doing a move that works the knee. So he hit the See, drop that's kick. That's a dope ass move. Yeah, he, oh, this is awesome. So he hit the drop kick on the knee, and now he's got a nice finisher that also can be a pinfall attempt because Eddie's shoulders are down on the mat. It looked like he was going to go for the cloverleaf, but he, he went for something different that I don't even know what to call. It's like a fucking pretzel. All right, they're working. Working in the middle. Malenko gives up the hold. And Malenko goes right for the knee again. All right, so JV, you were on to something with that. With that drop kick to That's the knee. That's working. Yeah. So this is part of the story then. All right, so the story is Dean Malenko is going to work Eddie Guerrero's knee. So now Eddie's selling his knee, and Dean's going to continue to work on it. And Dean is a man of a thousand holds. And he's going to work that knee now. Submission style. He's, gra he's grabbing Eddie. Eddie. Eddie gets to the ropes, though. He's got to break it. Oh, Dean. Being an asshole continues to, continues to work Ugh. the knee. Well, oh. he is. That is the technical prowess of Dean Malenko. All right. Methodical. He's the ice man. Work on that knee. See, this ain't boring now because he's wrestling with, like, intent. Right. There's, some, there's a story. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, there's something to follow I now. like it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We know Eddie's hurt and Dean Malenko's just attacking. And what we're hoping for is, you know, what you would be hoping for is an Eddie comeback eventually. Well, let's see. Maybe there's not going to be. Right now they're outside the ring and Dean Malenko's just, you know, going right after Eddie. Eddie Eddie got away and he's back in the ring, but Dean Malenko's right behind him. Eddie Guerrero gets a punch in. Oh, Malenko grabs Eddie by the leg and tosses him down. Now he's working on the ankle. Oh, Malenko fucking getting crazy. Oh, shit. He just whacked the back of his leg a few times, back of Eddie's leg a few times, and just snapped on a leg hold, and Eddie Guerrero fought his way back to the rope to break that. Yep, Dean's still going for that knee with some leg from knee drops, rather. Eddie Guerrero hasn't got much offense in at all in the last... Four minutes or so. Ugh, that's nice. Oh, I love that. I love that knee. Transitions into a stretch. Yep. Oh, Eddie kicked It's wild how soft Eddie is. Because considering how jacked he gets in WWE. That, that's true. Even in, even in WCW, he's a little bit more physically fit. At least in appearance. Yeah, right. Right now, there's not much definition to Eddie's body. 
He's got the fluffy hair and the fluffy mustache. <laughs> and the fluffy titties. <laughs> it looks like you'll work on your plumbing right now. Celtics win 130 to 108. Throw that out there. Knees. Nice kicks to the. Oh, all right. Nice. Is he going to work Eddie. his knee now, too? Now Malenko's working on the knee, but Eddie's breaking out of it with some. Oh, no. Malenko turned it around, though. Looks like he's. STF. Yeah, he's got an STF on Eddie Guerrero. Close to the ropes, though, so Eddie might get to those ropes. Let's see. Yeah, Eddie's reaching. Eddie got the rope. Okay, Eddie got the bottom rope. Malenko's not breaking. All right, Malenko breaks. Eddie's back up. The crowd seems attentive, but they're not really chanting much at this point. It's like they're kind of in awe. What's going to happen here? Well, like you said, this is not... They just saw this big hardcore fucking berserker death match. They think, and probably thinking they're going to get a lot more of that with the show. Yeah. And now they're hitting them with, like, really sound technical wrestling match. Right. Something they have to pay attention to. Follow. Which is good. Right. That's how wrestling shows should be. Right. A little mix. All right. So Eddie was able to fight off Malenko there. And Eddie's going to go for a power bomb or a power Whoa. driver. Nice. Power bomb into a pin. One, two. Two. Only two there. Yeah. But Eddie's fighting back. He looks weak still. The crowd's, the crowd's clapping for him. So it looks like they're into Eddie. More so than Dean. All right. Eddie's going to the top rope. He's got Malenko. He's on the second rope. Yep. He's going to go for a, like a spinning DDT off the second rope. And he nails it. He hits it. Eddie hits the spinning DDT from the second rope. The crowd's cheering, jumping. One, two. Only two. Again. Only two. And he covers him again. Malenko kicks out. Eddie's relentless. He won't give up. Dean Malenko won't fucking be down for him. He's up. Dean's holding his neck right now. Eddie grabs him. Sets him up on the top rope. Looks like he's going to go for a Hurricane Rana. Hurricane Rana off the top rope. But Eddie is still selling that knee. And he can't He can't go for the pin. He can't even stand up. Right. He can't capitalize and get that pinfall. His knee's hurting. One, two. Only a two again. So, again, that story is... Eddie's knees hurt, which is hindering him. <laughs> is he going to repeat the move that Malenko did to him? Oh, shit. How do you do this move when your knee hurts? Oh, no, it's fuck. This is, um, I think this is the, uh, the lasso from El Paso. Really? This is what I'll end up Fucking calling it. Yeah, this is what he ends up calling it later. Lasso from El Paso. Yep. It's like a reverse Boston Crab. 
Oh, now an STF. All right, so these guys are exchanging holds. They're doing the same moves to each other during this match. Just pretty damn badass. Both men with so much wrestling knowledge. Is that not a pin? Oh, never mind. It's on the stomach. Yeah, they're on the stomach. Someone in the crowd's like, yeah! <laughs> what are you yelling about? <laughs> this beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the uppercut from Eddie. Boom, another one. Malenko in the corner. Malenko kicks back. Slams Eddie into the top turnbuckle. Ten count. And we go one, two, three, four. Spine buster. Nope. Only five. Setting him up Eddie on the side. Eddie grabs him. Yeah, on the side of the sec oh. Side of the top rope. Pushes him off. Oh. But a little hurricane rana. And Eddie's out to the guardrail. Malenko's down on the concrete. John Finnegan jumps down and jumps back in. You're going to be back in the ring. <laughs> Eddie rolls back in. Malenko's on the outside still. Come on, Malenko. Get back in there. Right like a man. Hey, no. Oh. Now how we know this is a good match? We're not talking about anything, any other bullshit right now. <laughs> no, I'm pretty focused on. We're talking about this match. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking suplex from Malenko to Guerrero outside of the ring. It's a nice reversal. Yeah, that was a great reversal. <laughs> that was cool. Just oh, <laughs> Malenko goes from plunging and he just walks away. <laughs> And he just walked away. <laughs> now Eddie's on the top rope. That's some G shit right there. That was awesome. Is Eddie going to hit a fucking spot on Demolinko right now, though? Oh, that's long. Body press. Oh, he goes for a body press, but Malenko tosses him to the ground. Now they're both down on the ground. As Joey Styles just said, both on the concrete floor. They're both down. All right, Malenko's the first to make a move back up. He's going to grab Eddie by the hair. Looks to be hurt badly. These guys have fucking been going for a while, JV. Man, how fucking long is this they match definitely been going? Oh. That's a beautiful brain buster. Held him up in the air, let the brain rush, the blood rush, and then snapped it down. Come on, hook a leg, get a fucking pinfall. What are you doing? I mean, the guy could barely move. Yeah, pin him. Right, lay down. Go for the pin. Get a body bag. <laughs> Is Malenko going for another one? Oh, reversal. Guerrero! Guerrero going for a brain buster? Oh! Guerrero with a brain buster. Not as good as Di Malenko's. No, Malenko's was better. This is awesome. This is awesome. 
Alright, Guerrero setting up Malenko for a frog splash. It's got to be a frog splash. Boom! Frog splash. One, two. What? Malenko kicks out. Malenko kicks out of the fucking frog splash. Now the crowd is loving it. One, two. Ah, oh, Malenko kicks out again. Eddie's frustrated. Yeah, this is better than Too Cold Guerrero. I don't think it's better so far. You don't think so? No. I think it's I just good, like Malenko more than Scorpio. Maybe that's why. Oof. Oh, what a Northern Lights, Northern Lights suplex with a bridge. And he kicks out. I think this is where shit's going to stop to get hot back and forth. Now, consider this, JV. And we're talking historically about ECW. This is the first match between these guys in the USA. And this is probably one of the first matches of this style that will become the norm style that still exists today. So this is a groundbreaking match, historically. Oh, it's a, it's a great match. I just so want to point that out, like, historically, since we're covering this, is that this is a game-changer match. Wrestlers are going to try to do this style of match over and over again from this point. This is not happening anywhere else on TV. It's not American TV. Oh! 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 And... Oh, double on power bomb! Oh, double on power bomb, and Malenko was going to go for a clover leaf, and then Eddie Guerrero went for a, a roll up. That looked like it was going to be the win, but it was only a two count. Now both down on the mat again. Eddie and, and Eddie and Dean down on the mat. I thought it was over there. Oh, it's going to take him a walk around the ropes. Oh, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, it looks feels like it's oh. picking up. Frankenstein, one, two. Malenko kicks out of another Frankenstein from Edigro. Looked great bouncing off that second rope. Crowd's chanting Eddie. Which makes sense because Dean's been a heel the whole time. Eddie's got the fucking USA tights on, so. <laughs> it's easy to call him the babyface. But. I don't think either of them is... I don't think Dean's really working as a heel at all. He's just wrestling. No, I wouldn't pick a heel. I don't know. It'd be hard for me to pick yeah, a heel. I just think it's here. even. Two guys wrestling. Had a backbreaker there. and Dean Malenko kicked out of it. Eddie tries again. Eddie tried to put all his weight on that pinfall. And Dean still kicked out. Oh, Eddie's going to keep going at it now. He's picking Dean up. Going to set him up for another power bomb. No. Oh. What is this? The hell is this? Oh. Fuck is this move? Oh. Backslide? Kind of like a backslide. Lingo flips wow. him. Goes for two. Eddie back. Cool. Two. That was awesome. A reversal. Two from Dean to Eddie. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
What an exchange of pinfall attempts, and the crowd is up, standing, loving it. Preservingly so. That was sick. That was great. This is like fucking golf clap. Like, oh yeah, you guys are fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the crowd, ECW chant. Oh, fuck. Inside cradle. Oh, Linko kicks out on two. Eddie goes right back at it. Power uh, slam. Or body slam, rather. Eddie's going back. Now watching Dean. Dean's right behind him. Eddie's set up on the top rope. Dean is up on the second rope. What the fuck's going on here? Oh! Eddie spins around. Slams him down into the ring for a pinfall attempt. Only gets two. How the hell did he do that? And shit. This is the kind of match I need to pause, rewind, and see what the hell happened again. Some of these moves are too quick to call. Whoa, we got a bell. What's going on? Was there a time limit? There a time, the crowd's standing. Looks like we've got a time limit draw. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, but it's louder, it's so loud. What do you say for the reason? Time limit draw. 20, uh, a 30 minute draw. 30 minute draw. Eddie Guerrero retains the TV title. So it's a TV title match. So 30 minute time limit for a TV title match. Demolinko's pissed. Demolinko wants another shot at the title. Hey, this is their first match. The crowd loves it. We don't get, obviously, we don't get definitive finish. Nobody won, but. But they both look great. And. It looks like we're probably going to get a rematch between the two guys eventually. So that'll be something to look forward to. I guess that kind of is a little disappointing. You want a definitive winner. Well, if this is going to go on to be a few... I don't I don't see how that was better than... The, Tuco Scorpio had some pretty amazing moves. I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot more Wrestling outside. I, no, I felt like that the Tuco Scorpio match was a lot... Uh, I, I think it was a lot better. No, I, I think I'm, I'm on your side on that one, too, because there were a lot better high-flying moves... And I like that, and they did a great job. Eddie and Tuchel did a great job with that. And this match, though, the story was Eddie's Eddie's injured. Yep. So Eddie's not able to do what he usually would do against Dean Malenko. So it became more of a Dean Malenko match where it's mat wrestling and reversals yep. of hold and shit, you know, which is good for that style. But, yeah, I think there was more excitement with the Eddie and Tuchel match from the previous show. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you. But I think this is a great beginning of Eddie versus Dean. And you know, the way this was as a finish, a draw, it it just means we're going to see more of it. So yep, it'll be interesting to see how the matches progress. I'm change. looking forward to seeing those style of matches, though, for sure. Yeah. All right. So This Jamie, should be a good one. Look at Huel. 
That's him. Oh, you, you still you still have it on? I paused. Oh, that's right. We still stop at 102 seconds. Yeah, we're going to stop. Take a little break and then continue on with the second half of Hostile City Showdown. Um, but before we do that, what we usually do on our Supercard shows, just run down and like to see what JV thinks for star ratings for matches as compared to the Wrestling Observer. And I don't even know if the Wrestling Observer ratings are from Dave Meltzer or just people that wrote into him. <laughs> but we'll go with what was in in the Observer. The JV, the first match, Mikey Whipwreck versus Stevie Richards. What do you give it? One out of five stars or zero out of five uh, stars. What do you give it? Two stars. Two stars. You're right on. That's that's what I got. Two stars. Okay. Two stars. All right. Second match. And we didn't see much of the match because it was cut and we only got to see the finish, really. Was uh, Subo Jinjen, the Japanese or One New star. Jersey boy. Stardust. Yep. Star, Stardust versus Tony Stetson. You give it one star, and it got one star. Man, you're, you're fucking undefeated at this point. All right. The ECW Viewer's Choice Barbed Wire Match. Ian Rotten defeating Axel Rotten. You're not going to get this right, which... Uh, I was going to say four stars. Whoa! You give it four stars, or are you guessing four stars? I'm guessing four stars. Oh, okay. I want to know what you think, though, too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I would give that one four stars. Okay. All right. There's a, I mean, considering the time period and... and what? It, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right, so we've got three and a quarter star. Three and a quarter star. All right. So you're, you're close there. Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. Oh, I mean, I'd like I like that one better than you know. I take back my my rotten score. I'm gonna make that one three and a half. This one's four stars. Four stars. Okay, it got three stars. Okay. And now the big match we just watched: Eddie versus Dean. Four stars. Now you give it four stars. They gave four and three quarter stars, so nearly five star match. Damn. And we just talked about how we how we liked Eddie versus Too Cold better than this. I think they're both four star level matches. I would say that's a four star match, Eddie versus Dean. I give four and a half to Too Cold and Eddie. That's what I would give. All right, so that's what the first half. Of Hostile City Showdown had for us. And we got four more matches coming up in the second half. We're going to take a little break. We got a break song. And this song is requested by Rick Beebe. Uh, he requested this like a month ago. And he said, oh, this song came out in June of 95. I just want to get it in now. And I figured, hey, fuck it. We'll just fucking use it now. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. It's not too long off. This is April 95. The Running song... low on ideas, anyway. So. <laughs> right. And the song was released in June, but the song had been played by the band. It's U2. They've been singing the song since 1993. They just didn't release it mainstream until June of 95. So fuck it. It's Hold Me, Kiss Me, Thrill Me from the Batman Forever soundtrack. It's a fucking badass song. It's underrated U2 song. And they just kind of like in the past, you know, not 
well, within like the past five, six years or whatever, kind of taken a liking to it again and started to play it on tour again. And they never did for years. And hell of a song. You know, it's about heroes coming up and rising up. And cool ass song. Cool ass video, too. Yeah, I remember this video being released in 1995. And I loved it because there was a lot of clips from Batman Forever. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it. And it was a lot of clips where they had like footage of like <laughs> Two Face, like ah, here we go, oh, like stupid little clips, and like the Riddler, you know, in his little apartment as a little weirdo, and then becoming the Riddler, and you know all that bullshit. So I was like, oh shit, this is so cool. You get so many clips from the movie, and hell of a song. So Rick BB, great request. We'll play it now. Batman Forever soundtrack was released on June fifth, nineteen ninety five. Um, and I was totally in, into that shit at the time. 1995, I was in, I think I was in 6th grade or 7th grade. And one thing I remember about the, the lead up to Batman Forever was getting the glass cups. You remember the glass cups? I still cup? have them. Yeah. I, Dude, my mom repackaged them as a Christmas gift for me like 3-4 years ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, she found them and she's, she repackaged them. As a, as a, it was pretty cool. Did you have all of them? All of them. Yep. Was Doubles there four? Uh, I'd have to look. I still oh, no. It had now. to be like five, right? Because it was Batman. It was Batman, Riddler, Riddler Robin, Robin Two-Face. Two-Face. Was there a Bat... No, there's no Batgirl. Yet. No, no. Batgirl. No, that was it. Yeah, it was just... That four. was at four, right? The Two-Face yeah. one was my favorite because the handle was like the coins. Oh, yeah. But I still have those. I still have them. I had the Riddler, which was the question mark as the handle... And it was like yeah. a, a little roundish one. I had the yeah. The Batman one was more of like a half. It was like the, the taller one, but not that tall. Anyway, I had the Batman, Riddler, and Robin. I didn't have Two Face, though. Fuck. I wish I had that Two Face one. That was the best one, in my opinion. Yeah. So that was cool shit. All right. So we're going to take our break, take a listen to you two holding me. Kiss me, thrill me, and then we'll be back with the second half of Hostile City Showdown.
All right, we're back now for the second half of ECW Hostile City Showdown 95. And we got four more matches. And what we have coming up is the ECW World Heavyweight Championship match. Shane Douglas versus The Sandman. And then we have the ECW World Tag Team Championship match. Public Enemy versus The Pitbulls. We got Ron Simmons versus 911. And then in the main event, we got Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk. That's what we have coming up here. Let's get into it. If you're going to watch along with us, continue watching along on the BTT Drive Hostile City Showdown. JV and I are going to start off at 1 hour, 2 minutes, and 49 seconds. If you get yourself set up there, you should see the Sandman holding up his kendo stick or his Singapore cane. And some admiring fans in the front row checking him out, smoke his cigarette. So if you're there, JV, you're all set up, right? Yes. All right, so as always, I'll give the countdown. Three down to one. I'll say play. When I say play, we'll get started. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. All right, Lost so Sandman. Yeah, he's got his Metallica playing and still got his American pants on, Rex Quando style. You don't want to take a roundhouse kick with one of these bad boys on. Oh, he's even got a chair set up. He's going to stand right in the fucking front. So Sandman here is a baby face, right? Who the fuck knows in ECW who's babyface and who's a heel? I don't even think it matters. Does it really matter, JV? <laughs> no, ECW? I feel like it doesn't matter here. <laughs> it's like, whoever the fans root for. Yeah. Assholes? Want to root for assholes? Let them. <laughs> right. If you think he's an asshole today, he's a heel. If you like him, he's a babyface. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Perfect strangers. Shane Douglas. My man. And he's got woman by his side now. <laughs> That's my Shane Douglas impersonation. <laughs> Remember my name. As I found. Love this song. I would play, if if I was a producer like you are, I would just put this song on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> Shane Douglas has a podcast, or he had a podcast for a while within the past couple of years. This was his opening music. It was mixed in. Badass. It's awesome. I love this thing. I love this song. Band's fucking great. Can you remember? This should be a brutal match. Ugh. Now, JV, we did see this match. Last last episode, we had a double. I saw this already? Yeah, we saw this already. Fuck. <laughs> I already forgot who wins, so. Well, that's good. But we saw back-to-back. -back. It was three-way dance. It was Shane Douglas versus Sandman. And that's when Woman turned on Sandman. So now we're here. Uh, 
at Hostile City Showdown, Woman's now with Shane Douglas, and it's the rematch. I know what happens. I remember now. Yep. Well, we can spoil it, right? No, we don't have to, because some people might be just checking this episode out because it's Hostile City Showdown oh, focused oh, yeah, on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for for our loyal listeners, you know, you know what happens. But for people that maybe just want to check out the super shows, yeah, we'll keep our mouths shut for a little bit. <laughs> I know you're watching me from the yum 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 yum. I was kind of right. You hear it? I know you all want to. No. Okay, anyway, I don't want to be annoying. Because people are actually hearing that in their headphones right now. Yeah, <laughs> I hear it, and it, 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 was, it was funny the first couple times. I only did it twice. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's funny both times then. All right. I, I can't do it a third time. Third yeah, time, yeah, strike yeah. out. <laughs> it was less funny the second time. Still funny. <laughs> Everything's less funny the second time. That's why I'm self-deprecating. I know it wasn't funny anymore, so I have to bring it up myself so I don't feel bad. <laughs> All right, so we got Shane Douglas. He's in the corner. He's got one by his side. Big time match here. Sandman standing in the middle of the ring with his kendo stick acting like it's his big hot boner. This is a big time match. There it is. Hey, keep in mind, here's, here's a little... Reminder to everybody, Shane Douglas won the ECW Championship, the Eastern Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title in March 1994 at Ultimate Jeopardy. This is 13 months later. Shane Douglas has been the champion since March 94. This is April 15, 1995. Over a year being champion. In August of 94, that's when he declared himself the extreme champion. So he's only been the extreme championship wrestling heavyweight championships August. But really, he's been the championship since March of 94. And definitely the man. And definitely the man. Best promos. Yes. For a year. You know, with the exception of, you know, Cactus Jack coming in and fucking being the man. Well, and Terry Funk here and there. But other than that, Shane Douglas has been carrying this company as the man. And now here he is, defending this championship against this drunkard, Sandman. Rex Quando. Rex don't know. <laughs> I wonder if the guy that created that from the movie might have to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, anybody that creates a movie called Napoleon Dynamite, that's a wrestling fan. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much good wrestling we're going to get here other than Shane Douglas trying to do his thing. Well, we got a nice suplex from Shane to Sandman. Yeah, well, Sandman will get some entertaining. He's entertaining bullshit in. Yeah, he'll get his chair shots and cane shots and whatnot. Stop bleeding from the scar tissue on his forehead. And <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. You got a Rastafarian dude in the front row there. What the fuck did he come from? <laughs> like, those are people you see in a movie. Not in real life. Who? Like, those Rastafarian dudes. Like, white dudes with dreadlocks. Yeah, it's rare to see. Yeah, they're definitely like... Uh, right, come on. Yeah. In real life? That's how you are? It's not common. <laughs> I've seen them. And it, it it's the same reaction. <laughs> really? Really? That's real? Alright, Shane goes for another suplex and just drops Sandman on the top rope. Shane Douglas has got to be thinking, can I wrestle, like, how come I can't wrestle Eddie Guerrero? How come I can't wrestle Tuchel Scorpio? Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I got to wrestle Sandman? Terry Funk. That's a good point. Cactus Jack. Can I wrestle wrestlers? The Maybe fuck? he didn't want to. No. Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe Paulie just wanted those wrestlers to be like a different level. You know what I mean? Not going for the world title. Yeah. Uh oh. So Shane's totally in control of this match. Uh, at this point now, Sandman's fighting back with his high top sneakers. Tosses Shane out of the ring. You know what's funny? We, we haven't mentioned this, but the world title, the heavyweight title, is never the main event on these shows. Yeah, that's weird. It is never. There is always like a special. There's always a special match that is the main attraction. Yep. Which Gimmicks. is kind of cool. Like the main event is something different, something special that you don't see usually. So it's not always every month. It's oh Shane Douglas in the main event in this because he's the champion. It's whatever special going on at the time is the main event. I kind of like that. I, I like it too. I mean, and the that, belt sells itself. Right. You what's can have the other that, attraction? You right. know there's going to be a title match. Right. right? That's what's, an attraction. Right. What's the it's main attraction going on other than the world title? Yeah. Sometimes the world title might be the best thing, but not always. Right. And here's the thing they don't treat the world title as the best thing 100% of the time. So the main, th the, the title shouldn't be the headline or attraction of an event 100% of the time. Right. Yeah, and they did a great job with that. I think that would be a great thing for AEW to do. Yeah. Well, if they uh, even their booking, I like because they'll put on like the match you want to see, which is the attraction. Sometimes it's not the belt, and they'll start the show off with it, or it's like the second yeah. or third match of the night. Yep. And that's good. No, it, that is a good move too because you can do that, and then you can build throughout the show and talk more about what happened. And it could lead to what's going to be on next week. Instead of it ending the show and be like, Oh, we got to go! We'll see what happens next week! And if you start the show with it, you can be like, Alright, let's build, the, build this up more throughout the show. Oh, 
Oh shit, we got some good action though and go. Yeah, Fucking tope from Shane Douglas outside of the ring onto Sandman. But the referee What is the referee? I thought the referee was down, but nope, that was fucking Stars and Stripe Pants. Sandman is getting some offense in. I don't know. It's kind of a miracle how he's doing it. <laughs> I got to agree with you there. Get this man a beer. Yeah, he needs a beer. He needs, it's like Popeye. Give him his fucking spinach. <laughs> Let me get some extra power. Now, what I don't like is you have woman on the outside. She has the Singapore cane. She apparently took from Sandman. That's Sandman's weapon. So we, Sandman's without his weapon because woman took it. The woman is now aligned with Shane Douglas. Well, she's already turned on in the past multiple times. Route 94. But you know, men, they always just fall for the woman again. Yep. Oh, yeah, you sucked my dick good that time. I'll go back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another girl can do the same exact thing, and you won't know the difference. No. Oh, leg drop off! Leg drop, leg drop off the top rope by Sandman. And he misses as he should. Look like he fucking split his pants, but you couldn't Ooh. tell with these gear on. Going for the gut. That's one way to get the wind out of Shane. Yeah, Attack. shots to the gut. Whip to the. Oh, that sucked. And that's not Shane Douglas' fault. Shane Douglas went for a backbreaker. But he couldn't lift Sandman up because Sandman couldn't help lift him up. <laughs> and Shane's like, yeah, I'm standing drop kicking your ass into the corner right now. Now Shane's working on Sandman in the corner. Yeah, he's a tough, tough guy to wrestle with. It's very limited. Sandman is the shittiest wrestler that we've watched for the past <laughs> two years. Yeah, probably. Guaranteed. He's just a gimmick. That's all he is. And I don't know if you think he's that good of a gimmick. All character. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. All right. So we had a. Oh, that was that. That was pretty shitty. So we got the weak. Cane shot. From woman to Shane. Shane had a, a crossface chicken wing. On Sandman. Woman hit Shane in the back of the leg. So Shane fell. He fell on his back. So his shoulders are down. Sandman lands on top of Shane. One, two, three. Shane loses the title. After 13 months. The Sandman. And woman was on Sandman's side the whole time. Women tricked Shane Douglas at three-way dance to make him think she was on his side the whole time. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. To fool him for, her, for him to take her on his side for this match 
only for her to screw him and take the title away. Now Shane is pissed. He's throwing tables around. We talked about this on the last episode, but if you didn't check out the last episode, Shane Douglas here now grabs a t-shirt from a fan in the audience, and it's a Monday Night Raw t-shirt. Woo! And this is April of 95. Shane, we're in WWF. Look at the fans throwing shit. They're like waving. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye -bye. How do they turn on the fucking guy that made this company? Just yeah. like that. Join Vince. That's how. All right, let's fucking hear Here Shane. Goes. Shane grabbed the mic. Let's hear what he has to say again. <laughs> I'm gonna go somewhere where I can wrestle and you can all kiss my ass it's funny like because this is the best place where he can wrestle because like we said there's Tuco Scorpio Eddie Guerrero Chris Benoit going to WWF yeah you're not gonna wrestle much but what's the difference here he has to fucking fight Sandman he can't wrestle here either yeah as the champion less, at least he's got some safety right at least he can go wrestle train wrestlers and make real money. Yeah, instead he's fucking risk ruining his whole career. Right. Like, Shane Douglas is a pro wrestler. Sandman's a fucking bullshit fuckhead. Drunk wrestler. And here we go, we got the na-na-na bullshit going on. This guy's smoking a cigarette in the middle of the ring, can't even stand up. ECW champion. And now like this is the last time, he hasn't, he's, just, he's not leaving yet. Still a couple months away. Right, he's not gone yet. Well, this is the beginning of him going. And here we go. This is the first person to win the ECW Extreme ECW Championship. Shane Douglas proclaimed himself the Extreme Championship wrestler, wrestling champion after he threw down the NWA title. But now Sandman is the first to ever win it. So that's a historic moment there for ECW. And now we move on. To the tag team championship match, we got Public Enemy coming out. And we got the fucking hands going back and forth. We got the lyrical gangsters out there. They got their titles on backwards. Johnny Grunge got his belt on backwards like he's crisscross. And they're going up against the Pitbulls. Pitbull number one and two. <laughs> Bang bang! I don't know the lyrics of the song. <laughs> I just say sounds. Yep. Keep living like that. I'm a lyrical gangster. We've seen this too, right? No. Um. I think we saw clips. Yeah, we we saw some clips. I think we didn't see the whole match though. All right, and even this match it looks like it's clipped because we didn't see any entrance for the pit bulls, and we just get to random spot at the top of the match. But the interesting thing here is this match is starting off like a regular tag team match. This wrestler is in the corner <laughs> waiting for tags. They're not just in there doing whatever the fuck they want like normally, going through tables and bullshit. So that's pretty interesting. We got a tag team match here. 
JV, how long do you think that's going to last? What? Uh, like a legit style tag team match like it looks right now. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> All right, two and a half minutes. All right, so we're at one hour, 21, 40. So by, we'll go by 123, it'll be a shit show. Let me keep an eye on it. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be right, Davey. All right, so we got Pitbull number one, Rocco Rock in the ring. Going back and forth. Oh, shoulder block by Pitbull number one. Now he's showing off to the crowd. Yeah, look at me. I did a shoulder block. I wrestled. It was a nice shoulder block, though. It was. Or textbook. Yeah, we got to give Gary Wolf his props. Hey, follower of our, at Extreme Cast, Gary Wolf. What are they saying? Boy the toy? Oh. I don't know. number one just clotheslined the fuck out of Rock a Rock out of the ring. Okay, we're at almost 123. Let's see if it turns into a shit show within the next 10 seconds. All right, so we got a table being set up outside the ring. That's the beginning of a shit show. Pitbull number two body slams Rock a Rock. We're at 123. Let's see if JV's right with this match becoming a shit show. All right, Gorilla Press, Rocco Rock, through a table. JV, you spot on. You called it. <laughs> I'm I'm a little scared. Right, I got that. A little scared. You were right the fuck on. Only took two minutes until like fuck that regular tag team rules. We're throwing a guy through a table. Oh, Johnny Grunge is defending his. Brother Rocker Rock and going right after the pit bulls, kicking them in the nuts back and forth. Punches back and forth. Double Naga Naka. Oh, it didn't matter to the pit bulls. They nailed a double Naga Naka to the single head of Johnny Grunch, and he is down. Double Naga Knocker. That's funny. <laughs> and why the fuck is Stevie Richards outside still? Like, what? All stones. He's their fucking manager too. What happened to Jason? Where's Jason Knight? Bullshit. I want Jason Knight with the pitbulls. Stevie Richards. Double suplex. Crunch kicking out at two. All right, so it looks like we're back to a semi wrestling tag team match. Rocco's back in. Johnny just got tossed out. So I guess Rocco's now the legal man because he's in the ring. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the legal man is. As long as somebody's in the ring wrestling. Yeah, that's how wrestling works. Whoever gets in the ring is legal. If you leave the ring, you're not legal anymore. Johnny Grunge was the legal man. He got tossed out of the ring. Now he's on the, on the apron. Amateur. Alright, so they're hyping the crowd up. Rocco's getting a comeback against Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf. And another shoulder block. That time, not as good as the first one, JV, right? I don't think so. 
don't that think guy's so. screaming in the front row. Which He's guy? White cowboy hat. That guy. Oh, hat guy. He just randomly gets up and is like, ah. He almost looks like a video game character. <laughs> like he's he just has a job and he does it. <laughs> he's programmed to do Repeatedly. that. Hey. All right, we got Gary Durant, Pitbull number two, going for a power slam like he's Warlord. Oh, oh, shit. It was a power slam, but it looked like he just landed him on his head because he sucks. That was brutal, man. Check that out. Go back, guys. That's one hour, 25 minutes, and 58 seconds. Check that out. Fucking slam Rock a Rock on his head. is annoying too because public enemies already beat the pitbulls in the past so why the pitbulls get to have another title shot because <laughs> there's no other legit tag teams <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it is <laughs> a little limited there there's no other tag teams to face the public enemy so we gotta go pitbulls again I mean, and the fact the Pitbulls haven't even been the champions yet. The Pitbulls should be the champions at some point as a heel. They team. haven't had the titles yet. No, wow. They've never won the titles yet. They should be the champions. You should have Public Enemy chasing them. Public Enemy. Uh, the Pitbulls, I'm, I'm pretty sure, will be champions at some point soon. But another team coming in, JV, which is going to shake things up, will be champions also. That'll change this whole tag team division, along with Public Enemy being there. Is the Gangsters, New Jack, and Mustafa. Oh, wait until they come in soon. Take deathmatch to another level, <laughs> and then we get to hear some fucking Snoop Dogg. Yes, murder was the case that they gave me. I think that sounds pretty good. Not bad. Itchy, itchy, gaga. They call me Dada. Six ways to kill. <laughs> I was actually listening to Snoop Dogg's. He's like the like a head executive at Def Jam Records. Yeah. He released a new album today. And it's like his first venture as like this creative executive. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's got like some new music from him and then like newer artists on it. It's pretty cool. Oh. Like 20 tracks. Where'd you listen to it? YouTube Music. Oh, okay. It's called Algorithm. The name of the Algorithm? Album. Yeah. Holy shit, just be Johnny Grunge just fucking I don't know if that's did anything, but it looked funny. He was just tapping the shit out of the zebra hats. <laughs> the what were they two. called? 
Those hats those guys had on. I didn't Fuck. see the hats. You'll see them, like Zubaz-style hats. Pitbull number two is busted open, and so is Johnny Grunge. Now I'm looking for these Zubaz hats. Oh, okay, I see the hat. Oh. I don't know there's a name for those hats. Oh. Yeah, it's basically a Zubaz-style hat. But, you know, the NFL had those style hats for a, for a while. I remember, more specifically, I remember, like, the Raiders hat and the Bengals hat. That style. We had, like, the white and the orange for the Bengals. Obviously, the silver and the black for the Raiders. And it would just say, like, Los Angeles Raiders. But then have, like, that's, that style Zubaz shit across the hat. You remember? You know what I'm talking about? The Dolphins won, too. I'm looking them up right now. They were called, like, Wave Hats or something. Right? I think they were from New Era. Oh, no. But maybe that was what they were called. But I think those were early New Era hats before they were even, like, no shit. popular. I could be wrong. Here we go. Loud ECW chant. They like it. what they're seeing. Yeah, they love it. We got cops outside. This match is going on for a fucking while. And there's basically nothing happening. You know, other than Eddie Guerrero D. Malenko, this has just been a brawl show. <laughs> like, let's fight with weapons and fight outside the ring. And go in the crowd. Hey, and I guess that's what the thousand people in attendance wanted. For the most part. I think capacity is 1,200 at this point. Oh, fucking. We got some bullshit going on in the front row. Rocco Rock and Gary Wolf. <laughs> that was the most pussy hit I've ever seen. Yeah, all these shots with the top of the trash can lid are pussy shots. All right, Pitbull Tool set up on a table. Grunge is just pounding away on him. Looks like he's going to go to the top and hit the finisher. Or going to the second rope, not the top. Going for a Vader bomb. Ooh. Yeah. So whatever. Right, was, well, A-plus celebration. Yeah, that was cool. Crowd hyped. Yep. Decent move. Yep. Way better. Beta bomb, what, I don't know what they call it themselves, but smash pitbull number two through the table. Crowd loves it. Should have went for a pinfall there. Now he just takes him, tosses him out of the out of the ring. <laughs> now Grunge is going after Pitbull number two. Rocco's chasing Stevie Riches around the ring. And Rocco grabs Stevie and throws him over the guardrail. Oh, no, Johnny grabbed him. No, oh, now Rocco's beating Stevie with the fucking top of the trash can. Trash lid, rather. Pile driver. Pitbull number two to Johnny Grunge on the outside of the ring. We got Stevie and Rocco fighting in the crowd. This is a fuck show. Oh, 
There's more fighting in the crowd. Stevie Richards just bouncing around. JV, ideally, what would you want to happen in this match as a finish? Um. <sighs> I, I don't know, dude. That's, I, I mean, I don't know. They go anywhere with it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same That's a tough feeling. question. <laughs> Not a dumb question. Do you want no, I didn't say dumb. Oh. I said tough. Oh, tough question. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same thoughts, like... Who's going to win? Who's going to be the champion? That's why I'm not a booker. Like, why would anybody become the champion? Like, like, what are we building to? Don't know. This feud's already been going on for a while. Why are we going to keep dragging this feud out? And you said it perfectly. There's nobody else out there for them to fight. They should just put fucking put Ian and Axel Rotten back together and be a tag team. <laughs> They'll so probably they do a draw. <laughs> but I think another table move would be a good fit. I mean, these guys fucking... The Crimson is wild. What would have been good for this match is to make it a table match. First fucking people through a table lose. I hate that. You hate, I that? hate that? Yeah. Table matches to just mean you can use tables. They're legal. Not if you put a guy through a table, they win. No, I... I hate that. I hate those. I hate those like you hit a guy with a chair, you win. First, I don't like that shit. No, I think no. it builds a suspense. It's like, oh shit, he went through the table. I think Dudley Boys ruin that for everybody. Yeah. Well, once you do something over and over again, it's like you can't make it that simple. Where it's the first through a table. It's We've like, seen those two, and it's like I remember Kane was in one one time, and he legit like fell into the table, and they were like, "You lost." It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah, it can be tough after it's been done. What the fuck here? Maybe have a like a dog collar match or something with these guys. All right, this is their finisher. This is Pitbull's finisher right here. Oh, oh! <laughs> Slow motion. That burn. sucked. Hey, what's fucking? Oh. I would have been cool with the victory there. That should have been the victory. But Pitbull number one was like looking like he didn't know what was going on. He's right there. Clothesline. All right. Things look sloppy. Things are sloppy at this yeah, point what now. What is going on here? Rocco should have had the win with that. These guys are exhausted. Yeah. Everybody looks tired as fuck. Um, Johnny Gun. Johnny Gun. That guy's got, got more out. energy than everybody in the building. Oh, shoulder block from Pitbull number one. Is that his fifth one? Yeah, no shit. That's all he does. It's fucking Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> all right, Johnny Garn's got a Pitbull chain. Knocks Durant, Pitbull number two, out of the ring. Nails Wolf. All right, looks like uh, they're going to set up for their finisher. Johnny Grunge. It's a reverse DDT. Now they're going for the drive-by. He misses. Rocco misses. Somebody going to pin Rocco Rocco while he just missed the fucking move? What's going on? Hello? Hey, JV, this match fell apart. 
This what? is pathetic. This is like watching what? children. Oh my god, Rocker Rocker rock, rolls watch, up. Watch. Like, yeah, just like, oh. couch, like, dude, can you finish the match? Oh my god, that was horrible. It's hard to describe in words, but Rocker Rock missed the drive by and sat around for a while <laughs> and then rolled up triple number one like 30 seconds later. Got the win. Pipples are acting like they can't believe why they lost. It's like you got tired. Stevie Richards is in there bitching. Like, we didn't even know you were their fucking manager. What the fuck you doing in there? Holy shit. That was too long. Oof, okay, that's over with. All right, so now we're joining a match in progress, it looks like. It's 9-1-1 versus Ron Simmons. There was a little bit of build to this one. Yeah, there was build to this because on the last show, Ron Simmons beat the fuck out of 9-1-1. The first person to beat the fuck out of 9-1-1. So now we got the match. That was not a choke slam from the top rope. What the fuck was that? Good thing this match was fucking cut short because that sucked dick. Ron Simmons had 911 on the top rope. And then they just tried to tell us that there was a choke slam from 911 to Ron Simmons off the top rope. And 911 just pinned him. That the man. was horrible. But yes, now it's time for the main event. And we the get man. Terry Funk head into the ring. And also, we. A couple episodes back, we were wondering what this entrance music was, and Sean Maltzed tweeted out to us and let us know yep. I that like this it. was Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, fair, uh, fanfare for the common man. And this is, you know, this is a classic song. You've probably heard this in, like, sporting events. Yep. You know, like, in sporting, like, video highlights and shit. It's cool when you can learn the name of an iconic song you've heard like your whole life right this is like from like nfl films and shit that kind of thing or yeah, like or yeah. like or it's like from like i don't know like british golf or something you know like just something like from the 80s something we definitely heard in sports so that's what it was terry funk came out to it and we're gonna play that at the end of the show that's gonna be our outro music and now we got Cactus Jack head into the ring with Born to be Wild. It's Terry Funk talking shit the whole time, too. Yep, Terry Funk's talking shit to Cactus Jack. Terry Funk is back after a while. It's been a few months since he's been around. And the promos building up to this match have been fucking amazing. Then we had Terry Funk with his Brandon Iron recently. We gotta watch out for that. The back of cactus, the back of Terry Funk shirt says "Cactus my ass." Good idea. Cactus Jack is challenging Terry Funk to go into the crowd to fight him. Not in the ring. See if Terry accepts the challenge. 
What's the crowd? I'm confused. Oh, there. It's Cactus Jack. All right, I see him now. Yeah, Cactus telling Terry Funk, fight me in the crowd. Let's go. No, but I lost them for a second oh. getting through the crowd. <laughs> I love how Terry Funk shits on Cactus Jack like he's some kind of idiot. Bell rings. What's Terry Funk going to do? What's Cactus going to do? Hostile City Showdown, the main event. Here we go. Cactus, my ass. <laughs> Terry Funk with his striped tights. Cop's got a headset on. Yeah, what the fuck's the cop got a headset on? <laughs> Who's he listening to? Joey Styles on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Cactus right after him. All right, so they go into the crowd via the hard cam, which is from the Eagles' nest, and they fight right to the Eagles' nest. They're at the top of the back of the bleachers. Okay, <laughs> crawling. <laughs> yeah, they're both crawling to the area where everyone fights, where there's always a table set up. <laughs> Holy shit, what a chair shot from Terry Funk to Cactus. Three chair shots in a row, right to the back. God damn. People throwing shit at him. Climbing up to the Eagle's Nest. Holy shit! Terry Function's throwing chairs at Cactus Jack's head. Dude in the background cool has one of those badass starter angle. jackets on. Seeing the crowd like that. Oh yeah. Angle perspective. Yeah, it's nice. They're all looking up too, like attentive. Yeah. Like, oh, what's happening? All right, Terry Funk just laid down on the on the table. He's laying down like he's about to get a massage, though. He's relaxing. He's got his arms behind his head. Oh, what? Cactus Jack goes for a <laughs> elbow drop, but there's obviously nobody on the fucking table. You see that, JV? There was nobody there. I feel like I've seen him do that before in like WWF. <laughs> Terry Funk wasn't even a second. It wasn't even there for a second. <laughs> it's not like he just rolled out as Jack was midair. Terry Funk was already off and Cactus jumps and goes right through the table. What the fuck? But now Cactus is making his way back down the bleachers and... Terry Funk is following him with the steel chair. Cactus at the guardrail. I hit him with an open chair. Oh, open <laughs> chair shot to the head. Holy fuck. Jack flips over. Ah, more chair shots. Another chair shot. Terry Funk going crazy with these chair shots to Jack.
Cactus fighting back. He's got the uh, looks like a cookie sheet. You got a cookie sheet beating the fuck out of Terry. Frying pan. Don't get that fucking Fisher Price frying pan. Hey, we got somebody holding up like caricatures of Terry Funkin. Yeah, that's way ahead of its time. That's awesome. There's a little like Terry Funk caricature and a Cactus Jack one. They look like little puppets. Yeah. <laughs> that's badass. They look fucking well done. That's awesome. I like it. Alright, so it's still fighting just around the ringside area. Terry Funk just tossed Cactus back into the ring, and Terry's gonna grab a table and toss that into the ring. Having a hard time. There it is. Yeah, he's having a hard time because the legs are already open. He yeah, just slide it in. I mean, he's tall, but that's high. Let's go yeah. on top row. Alright, Terry gets in the ring and Cactus takes a few shots at him with his forearm, throws him into the oh, table, doesn't break it, but just tosses him you into it. Set it up, you take it. <laughs> yep, always. Always. You set it up, you take it. So right now, Cactus Jack just set up the table into the corner. So let's see if that rings true. Is Cactus Jack going to break the table? Well, Terry Funk just got bumped into it. We'll see what happens with that table in due time. Oh. Cactus Jack is going behind the table. Onto the second rope. Now Terry Funk <laughs> is just... Likes to, to suplex yeah. the table on him. <laughs> yeah, Terry Funk just... Like JV said, suplexed the table onto Cactus Jack. And it bounced out of the ring. Probably hit somebody in the fucking front row. Cactus Jack limping around. Little drop kick. Terry Funk outside of the ring. We got somebody with a fucking top of a toilet bowl. Did you see that? There's a toilet lid hanging around there. Oh, there it is. Cactus grabbed it. He puts the toilet lid around <laughs> Terry Funk's neck. Choking him out with the shitter. Boom. Shot to the head. Alright, so Joey Styles saying Terry Funk wishes he's back in WCW or Cactus Jack wishes he's back in WCW with these toilet lids. Paycheck's probably a little better, but more freedom of expression in ECW. Oh, yeah. Oh, Terry Funk just nailed Cactus. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> Cactus that's, was about to go to the second rope. Unforgiven on that floor. Wow. Terry Funk just body slammed Cactus Jack onto the fucking cement as Cactus was going onto the second rope. They're both down now. He's both these guys taking a toll on it. This is a good match, JV. Of all the hardcore type matches we've watched I like it. throughout this night, I think this is one of the better ones. Definitely. It's more subtle, too. You know, it's not so crazy like 
Ian and Axel, or even Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. And it's Terry Funk. We don't see him a whole lot. <laughs> he comes and he shows up. He performs. Where are they going? Cactus is taking Terry Funk all the way back to the main entrance. They're fighting in the open area. Cactus just grabbed the trash barrel. Little plastic gout garbage pail. Probably nothing in it. Let's see if anything yeah, it falls like out. It looks like there's nothing in it. Ah, oh, there's, there's, oh, there's some shit in it. Yeah, we got some shit in there. Oh! <laughs> fucking nailed see, the trash. Pump. helped make that look so much cooler. Yeah, because the shit flies out of it. <laughs> And then, bang, bang. Oh, Terry Funk has a beer bottle. Three shots on the head. Oh, my God. Look at that. It's a glass beer bottle. And it didn't break on his head three times. That hurt like a motherfucker. I will say, so far, this is the best card we've covered. You think it's the best one? I think it has to be. I think that's what we said about the last one, Return of the Funker. Supercard 9. Just upgraded. And it, yeah, it has to do with this match in Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko, I think. Yeah, I think this is one of the, the game-changing super shows for ECW. I mean, when you look at the card, it really is what ECW becomes. It's the main wrestlers. Title changes. Sandman becomes the champ. Oh, fuck, man. He just brutally cut him with glass. Alright, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, he's cutting him with the fucking the glass beer bottle. bottle. Yeah. Oh, fuck he doing? Fuck. It's like scarring him up. I don't know how I got these scars. <laughs> Fuck. Kicked at a head. This is brutal. The crowd is loving it. Yeah, Funk just smacking back and forth. Back and forth, Cactus Jack, as he lays on the bottom rope. Oh, fucking Terry Funk just playing with the crowd. What's he gonna say? What do you say? Give him a nose job? I think so. And Terry Funk talking shit. The audio's low when he when they get the mic. Right. Mikey Whipwreck. See you later. Mikey's trying to save his buddy. Gets tossed the fuck out of the ring. Terry Funk is now fucking up Mikey. Toss him over the top, over the guardrail. Now we got Hack Myers. 
Tiger Fong's fucking up Hack Myers. Throws him over the guardrail. Oh, Terry Funk's like fucking Hulk Hogan right now. Beating everybody up. He's unstoppable, Terry Funk. All right, now he's going back at the cactus with the steel chair. Oh! Working that leg. Slamming that chair into the leg. What the fuck's going to happen here? <laughs> he's only dragging him. Figure four. Look at that. Dewey is next. Who's Dewey? Dewey is Cactus Jack's three-year-old son. Oh, wow. Wow. Dude, Dewey dark. is next. That's bullshit. And there's, there's another sign. I don't know if it's on this show, but it's Kane Dewey. Sign that says Kane Dewey. And that's going to lead to a big promo in a few months where Cactus Jack uses that as motivation to help him turn heel against the ECW audience. So that sign is part of this build-up to him turning against ECW before he becomes Mankind when he goes to WWF. Oh! Alright, shit! Alright, we, we had a bell just before that, though. Oh, shit! Yeah, Another Sandman came it. in. Sandman came in and whacked Cactus Jack but missed. He went to go hit Cactus Jack, hit Terry Funk. The bell rang. And then Cactus Jack covered Terry Funk and got the one, two, three. And then another bell rang. So what's he win by here? So I don't know. Does he win? Was it a DQ? Or does he end up winning? Now the bell keeps ringing. There's no announcement at this point. But we have Sandman in here pouring beer on Cactus Jack. I'm going to say Cactus Jack won. Because we got a 1-2-3 from the ref. Now Sandman, who is now the ECW champion, is a heel, apparently. Alright. He's the heel. And it looks like we're building to Cactus Jack versus Sandman. Sandman feud, which is which is a pretty good thing because we've seen Cactus Jack versus Sandman before, and those are decent matches. And it it could be a good start to Sandman's title run to go against. Holy oh, shit! Shit! What's this fucking Tomb Raider? Flaming fucking Brandon Iron. Sandman was pouring apparently lighter fluid on. Cactus Jack, and now Terry Funk is back with a Brandon Iron fucking set on fire. Holy shit! Cactus Jack's shirt just fucking lit on fire, and he rolled out of the ring, and it went out. This is fucking dangerous, man. What the fuck? Now oh, this is too close to the crowd. Get that shit out of there, man. Look at these guys. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They want to fucking get burnt. Like, dude, that's real fire. Oh, fuck. Now Cactus has it. Now Cactus is going <laughs> to... Ch <laughs> Cactus is chasing Terry with the Brandon Iron. Definitely the best hot crow match yet. Oh, tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking fire. This is crazy. How crazy did Terry Funk look, though, walking that to the ring with that in his hand? That's what got me. 
What was that? How crazy did Terry Funk look just walking to the ring with it, though? Oh, my God. Yeah, he looked ridiculous. And Cactus Jack taking it from him and chasing him. That flame is still going as the show comes to an end. Holy moly. All right, looks like the show's wrapped up. We've got the credits going. ECW Arena, April 15th, 1995. JV, you think this is the best super card that we've covered? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Three, three big heavy hitters on this card. Yeah, big matches and all, you know, important shit going on. You know, we'll run through it one more time just to kind of recap. But, man, what a fucking hell of a show. Um, Let's do what we did for the first half of the show. I'll go through uh, the matches. You tell me what you think star ratings were. Okay. All right. Uh, Sandman versus Shane Douglas. Sandman wins the title from Shane Douglas. What do you got? What do you? Oh, what do you think the rating was? Because that's what you're doing, right? I'd say that was uh, three and a half stars. All right, you say it was three and a half stars. They gave it a star and three quarters. Jeez, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. Actually, three and a half was kind of high, though. But whatever. Shane Douglas carried that match. Same man didn't do much, but it's a story kind of match. So Same man won the I'm, title. I'm predicting what the stars are, right? We yeah. Ended on that. Okay. That's what you said. Yeah. So we'll go with that. How about Public Enemy versus the Pitbulls? Ah, uh, four. Yeah, four. Four is what I got. Got four stars. Now we didn't see much of this match. Nine on one versus Ron Simmons. Ah, uh, one and a half. One and a half. You got it. Shit, man, you're pretty damn good with this. And then the main event: Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk. Four and a half. He gave it four. Close. That's it. Yeah, four. They give the other one four and three quarters. The Eddie Guerrero match, right? Eddie Guerrero got four and three quarters. Oh shit! Do you think Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk was better than Eddie and Dean? I like this the show one better. Yeah, yeah, you like that I one better. Yeah. All right, so just to run through one more time, you know, and I think JB and I are both in agreement. This is probably the best super card that we've watched outside of Showdown '95, and I would say a close second is just the one we just did prior to this few months back was Supercard number 9, Return of the Funker. You know, we had high praise for that one, but I think this one just kind of edges it out. You get Raven versus Tommy Dreamer and that whole storyline. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Sandman, Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas loses the, loses the title after having it for over a year. You get the Public Enemy and the Pitbulls in a crazy match. And then a great main event, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. So, fucking hell of a show. Enjoyed it. JV, you enjoyed it. Good time. Definitely. So, that was Supercard Special number 10. And we're, we're going to be back in two weeks. And we're going to continue on and check out ECW Hardcore TV episodes 105 and 106 from April 25th and May 2nd of 1995. So that'll be coming in a couple of weeks. And also check out JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Our most recent episode is episode 132, Physically Provoked, and we covered July into August of 2003. Check us out. We're getting to the end, very end of Stone Cold Steve Austin's yes. career. Yes, yeah. Yep. So not much left to go with that, but check us out there. And also, you know, you want to relive the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin? We got you covered. We got all those episodes in our archive 
over at Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Again, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me, Mike Pru at MPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And follow us at ExtremeCast on Twitter. And share this to your friends. Let your friends know. There's this podcast covering ECW, Hardcore TV, and the Supercards. Watch along style. They'll love it. Share it with them. Tell them. Patreon. Spend fucking five bucks. Five bucks a month. It's like dollars a week. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. Fucking less than two dollars a week. Alright. Try it out for a month if you like it. Tell your friends. Alright. So that'll be it for us this week, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, BTT Army and BTT JV Goon Squad. JV, any final words before we head on out of here? No, sir. Alright, guys. So we're going to play out with Sean Olmstead's recommendation. He gave us that Terry Funk song that we talked about before. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Fanfare for the common man. Take a listen to that. And we'll see you in two weeks. So long.